to another. Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Earth? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Welcome, Potter Pixies, to Pottercast number 32. We're really happy you've decided to join us this week. We've got another fun show for you. First of all, our fan interview is with our own Leaky designer, Heather Campbell, a fan artist who many of you knew before she joined Leaky. You guys are always writing in and talking about her work and how much you love it, so we thought we'd uh, hear some more from her this week. Our modcast is about Scribulus, the Leaky Cauldron's essay project, which just went public but has been in the in the works for about a year. You'll be hearing a lot about Scribulus in general on the, on the Pottercast from now on. But this is the first modcast specifically directed to it. We've got a lot of fun in the mailbag coming, and that's it. We want to give a quick thanks over to the Pod Lounge for featuring Pottercast this week. Thanks a lot, guys. That was really nice. And let's go right on to Sue's news. We hope you enjoy the show. Listening to the news again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello, everyone. Here are the latest Harry Potter news headlines for this last week in March. Author J.K. Rowling will be a guest on a talk show called Richard and Judy that is aired on Channel 4 in the U.K. While no firm broadcast date has yet been set, this interview is expected to be shown sometime in June or July of this year. While no details are yet available on what we can expect to hear from Joe, of course, many of us are hopeful for some news on the progress of Book 7. We will continue to update you with more information when we can. The paperback version of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is now available for pre-order from many of the major retailers now, such as Amazon and Barnes & Noble, and our own cauldron shop, of course. The U.S. edition of Book 6 will be released on paperback on July 25th, with a U.K. paperback coming out almost a month earlier on June 23rd. In film-related news now, the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD was released last week in the U.K., and has now become the fastest-selling DVD in the U.K. ever, selling 1.4 million copies on the very first day. In other film news, we also saw a brand-new interview with actor Jason Isaacs, where he describes his love of playing the role of the nefarious Death Eater, Lucius Malfoy. This very funny, talented, and nice man who will be back in the role of Lucius for Phoenix talks about how he hopes his character will have a prison breakout in book seven so he can be back for that film because he won't be in film six since his character is locked away in Azkaban. (laughs) This four-page interview with Jason Isaacs is in the March issue of Exposé magazine, which is on newsstands now. Finally, we did see some new photos from the set of Hagrid's Hut from the filming of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Last week, we heard a great deal of filming news from our guest, Jamie Waylett, who plays Crab. And Jamie spoke about some of the scenes that they have filmed with Umbridge. Lizzo from CBBC Newsround was also able to get some fantastic new information on a set visit. And he was speaking with film producer David Heyman, who said that they had filmed the scene with Umbridge and the Centaurs. Lizzo also spoke with cast members Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Katie Ling. And we learned that scenes involving Dumbledore's army, the Room of Requirement, have also been filmed. And there's a very cute bit about filming the kiss between Cho and Harry. Aww. You can find the link to this video interview in our show notes. Speaking of the show, we have another terrific one ahead. So for the best in Harry Potter news, you can find it all at leakynews.com, which is updated daily. For Pottercast, this is Sue Upton. And now, on with the show. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. And welcome to, where? What, what number are we on? 32. Where are we on? 
32. Are we really at 32? Oh my gosh. 32. It's like a surprise every week when we add another number to the tally. It's a big surprise. It's like, whoa! (laughs) I have to apologize um, this week for my voice because it's 7 a.m. here in in, uh, where I am, which I'll explain in a minute. And I had no idea before this podcasting thing that early in the morning your voice could sound like such, you know, stuff. There's probably something you can gargle with, I bet. There probably like is. lemon juice and you all kinds I, of other bull stuff. You think I have this stuff on hand? I, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You're Melissa Nelly. You're prepared for anything. <laughs> I'm a Girl Scout now. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I, I was a Girl Scout. There's a big surprise. Yeah. All couple pups are Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. It's, it's a rule. Hidden rule. I think, I think that, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. You're always prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I've had my coffee this morning, but so I'll be I'll be quiet. I'll speak quietly. Hey, no, Sue, speaking yeah. of, you know, that reminds me, Sue, while I, while I remembered it, I was somewhere uh, yesterday. I went to see my sister's uh, musical, and oh. her, her school, her school colors are bright yellow and black. And oh I was God. in their gymnasium, and it was like Hufflepuff had a gymnasium. It was the funniest Rough. thing I've ever seen. I took a picture of it for you. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. See, they have experienced the glory of Hufflepuff. That's awesome. They got the power. It was so funny. See, at least when Sue has her, her thing, her joke, it's it's something that has to do with Harry Potter, at least. <laughs> well, all my jokes are absolutely relevant to everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's so. let's let's explain. I uh, where are you guys this morning? Yeah. Where are well, we? I'm in sunny freezing cold ohio actually oh poor baby who lives in miami most of the time yeah Yeah. and it's too bad because i'm actually from ohio and i lived there until recently but now i'm up in even colder detroit michigan so gosh (laughs) detroit it was snowing there a few days ago yes it was terrible (laughs) so for a change i am the only person who's in a warm climate i am coming to you live from las vegas nevada Where I'm um, in Vegas, where we're having the live 2006 Leaky Mug podcast. Um, I nice. came out here to I'm not, in New York when we did the New York one. I it would not have been able to happen had we not been able to meet the people at the Barnes and Noble beforehand. Had we not been able to see the space. Had we not been able to you know. And there was a pre a pre planning trip for Lumos um, this weekend. And so I I came out here to meet with everybody and meet the hotel and see the space and find all the problems that we're going to have with it. Um, oh. And it's a, it's made a huge difference. So officially now, the plans for Lumos are in full swing. And we've Yay. got some... Yeah. And they're all lovely people, right? They're all they are, they're awesome. We've had so much fun. Sue, there is... Oh, Sue, there's a group coming Uh-oh. down here that you're going to just love. And I don't know if I could say the name of them on air. Oh! There's a, there's a oh. faction of Harry Potter fans who... We're going to call them... Excited. The girls who are Hufflepuffs and also mean. Oh, those girls! Rock I don't know what? if I can say the I name. know who they are. <laughs> and also mean. And also mean. Yeah. Or yeah. should well, I like keep my distance from these people? But they're not really mean. That's the joke. That's the joke. Because they're not oh. Hufflepuffs are not mean. That's, that's part <laughs> I of shouldn't joke. be afraid of these people. They're badasses. That's what they are. Well, yeah. We've, oh. we've, <clears throat> so they said they're going to carry me. you in on a chair. Oh God! Are they? That's so funny. <laughs> they're standard bearer. <laughs> 
That's going to be great. You know what, John? See, so there'll be many of us at this Lumos convention that will be swathed in our Hufflepuff glories, and we will find you. There'll be many of everybody. Hopefully, I'll be able to take protection in some house. Oh, I think you're in the Slytherin, aren't you going to be wearing the Slytherin robes? Yeah, I don't know if they'll accept me or not. I don't know if I'm, like, grunge enough, cool enough to be... Goth enough? I'll Slytherin. What are you, goth? Yeah, there you go. I'll have to really drape myself in some garb. Oh, it's going to be fun. But it's hot out there, right? So it's No, it's not very hot right now. It's Oh, but in July, yeah. It's very, very hot. And we have a lot of great stuff coming over the next couple of months to prepare those of you who are coming for this. We're going to give you tips on what to do if you're under 21. We're going to give you... Oh, good. You know, out here. We're going to give you a safety guide. We're going to give you... You know, there's lots to talk about. And some of the discussions we've had over the past two days have led to some exciting ideas for to make sure that everybody who shows up at the at the hotel that that day mm-hmm. doesn't go away disappointed. So great, yeah. Good. We should have like a water balloon toss, all kinds of fun like block party <laughs> things. That like sounds a slip like fun. And slide. Let's have a slip and slide in the hotel. Yeah, no, yeah, down the, down the hallway in the hotel. It'd be awesome. We won't be kicked out or anything. No, not well, at all. I'd love that. You know, there, there's. I know we were looking at pictures of the hotel on the web on their website, and mm-hmm. there's like look like a big fountain. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can just see beautiful. how many of us, any of us, are going to be like by that fountain or Swimming John. I, I predict, yeah, the, but that pool looks awesome too. Oh my but. god, Ooh, guys! Yeah. I I've, I've seen pictures of this hotel and everything, but it was not until I got down here that I <laughs> I'm so excited to get down here in July with are you. Are you guys. able to leave right now, Melissa? Or are you going to just hang out till July? I might just hide in a corner <laughs> until July. <laughs> I won't have I any money that. come Vegas, but it'll be okay. I don't yeah. think your job would mind. No, no, they'll be fine. The Staten Island I mean, Advance needs a Las Vegas reporter. It should be in the bureau there. out there. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, it's so it's so beautiful here. I can't even. It's it's. I'm looking out onto a golf course with the mountains in the background right now in my Ooh, room. Golf. I and, like golf. Um, there's palm trees and the the pool like winds its way around the whole property. It's a huge waterfall that you can stay behind. Wow. I caught people kissing behind it yesterday. It was so cute. <gasps> yeah. And um, oh god, there's restaurants and there's going to be a nightclub, I think, and uh, the casino. Obviously, we'll have special instructions for you kids right. on what you have to do when you go near the casino. Um, stay away. I.e., not go into it. There. You know. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, if you want to gamble, just find somebody outside who looks to be 21 and give him, them your money. John, you're not helping. <laughs> no. no. Is, that, you know, is that illegal, too? Right. Oh. Ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that, I, seriously, it's really cool because so many of our listeners are coming with their parents, you know, who don't normally. Right. And I just think it's really cool that we're going to have something for everybody. Well, you know? FYI, if, if, you're, if you're under 18, make sure you're there with a parent right. or a chaperone of some sort. We yeah, have the chaperone. I thought that the was a rule. It's also a Las Vegas rule. Oh, it's also a, a Nevada rule, actually. Past mm-hmm. ten o'clock, if you're out without a parent, you can get arrested. Oh, so that's uh, very important. Yeah, very important. So yeah, and I can sure. only be so many chaperones to so many people. I mean, come on. I'm yeah. a little nervous about chaperoning the Muggle Boys, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk around the strip, and mm-hmm. this could be Melissa and I and Sue, and then you know Andrew, Ben, and everybody, yeah. and then like. At the count of three, Melissa, Sue, and I are going to scramble, and we're going to all run in different directions. And then five seconds later, they're all going to get arrested, and we all just kind of laugh at them behind in front of the bars. Until we, as the only people over 18, have to bail them out. Exactly. That's right. And, and I have no money, yeah, so that ain't so, going to happen. So, yeah, that's, exactly. that's not going to happen. You're like, yeah, we'll bail you out. We just need, you know, 
the access to the the MuggleNet vault. <laughs> yeah, one MuggleNet vault. <laughs> well, what we can do is get those those leashes that the parents put on their toddlers. Yes, those little <laughs> things. Oh, poor guys. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. They're gonna kill you, Melissa. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Um, be awesome. Well, I'm I'm excited about going to the most just because I have I'm a novice to this Harry Potter convention thing, so this will be my first one. So I'm looking forward to actually yes. going to one of the. Oh, it's an experience. Yes, is my first one too. So we'll have a good oh. time. The present yeah. the presentations will make you realize things about the books you never you never did. It's really yeah. cool how it does that. And then um, there's always a lot of activity just going on all around you. So it's a lot of fun. Well, I, I'm so excited about just meeting the people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to be tremendous. I hung out with a bunch so. of organizers this weekend, and we laughed and laughed and laughed. The people that are running this are uh, are just very bright and smart and funny women and one man. Well, I'm just concerned about not having anything in common with these people. Oh, poo. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> John. You. Except for that whole liking Harry Potter thing. Yeah, that little you know, thing. <laughs> you know what? We get more responses, though, to you talking about Mr. Blood than anything in the that we've done. <laughs> See, this, this is my worry, though, is that everybody who likes goes to Lumos is going to be like, Mr. Blood, you're an idiot. Get out of no, here. No, they you're are not. Convention. That's no. not a theory. Well, I am, These I, are theories. I'm sort of worried that we're, we're, we're all worried about so many people showing up, and there will be like 12 people there. Because the Lumos crowd doesn't Aww. care as much as the general crowd, I don't feel. Um, yeah. I don't know. We have to. We have to do an RSVP. We, we're going to soon. There's going to be a leaky mug where we talk about seriously. The, oh, once a lot of this is is formalized, the Ooh, details. Like a real leaky bit. mug, like we haven't done since December. Yeah. Like New Year's. Like one of those. Our monthly leaky yeah. mug, and it's March. I know. We're busy. Yeah. Oh, we suck. We do. It'll we be soon be April. <laughs> so, so send your you suck emails to Andrew at staff.mugglenet. <laughs> Oh, John, no. this is not good for... No, no, no. No, no, no. We, You know how we did the RSVP for New York? That was really yes. helpful. And it, and just as a reminder, anytime we do an RSVP, it does not mean you get a seat. It just means that you're letting us know that you're coming. But it is very important... All right, we're just going to start yes. this now, and the Muggle Boys can start it on their next cast. To send yes. us an email at hplive at gmail.com if you are planning on showing up for the live podcast. And you must include in that email how many of you there are and whether or not you're registered for Lumos. Because we are trying to sort out an idea of how many people are coming over the limit, how many people are coming that are not registered, so that we can accommodate you guys. If you don't send us this email, like say there are 800 of you coming, and we only get 200 people that say they're coming in email, then we're going to plan as if there's, say, maybe three or 400 people coming, and then right. people, and then the overflow is not going to happen, and we're not going to be able to make everybody happy on the day of. So please send us an email to hplive at gmail.com, letting us know that you're planning on coming, how many people you are, whether or not you're registered for Lumos, and that will help us make sure that everybody's satisfied on that day. Also, what house you are and what color are your eyes and <laughs> what your sign is, because that's also important. It's your sign, baby? Yes. I can't. I no, but seriously, do that. Um, we're going to yes, start reminding important. you every show for a while. Absolutely. Because there are plans in place that will that hopefully help if there's too many people coming for the show. Yeah, there's going to be yeah. a lot of sitting on laps. John. I think I could probably fit two people, but that's <laughs> max. I'm probably right. doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I see that. Can we do, all right, that's all for Lumos for now. You'll hear more in a future Leaky Mug. Let's do the news. What's in the news uh, this time? Well, last week we had a great show with Mr. Jamie Whalen. Oh, we had so, so much fun with him. Stellar. He's a good boy. And we got so much new information about the Order of the Phoenix filming. Which you can only find on Pottercast. 
Yes, yes that's I true. Love it. Nobody after, else cares. Yeah, it's great. Oh, but care. it was tremendous. You have to come to Leaky to get all your info. I love it. But it was really good stuff. And then a few days after that, after we taped that, we heard some more information from Mr. Heyman. And we saw some new video interviews from Dan Ratcliffe and Emma and Rupert and Katie Ling talking about filming The Big Kiss, which I guess hasn't happened. Yeah. Dan's chasing Cho around the set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sick anymore, Cho. I'm not sick anymore, Katie. Yeah. Come on, we can do it now. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cute. We have the video up on our site, but it's in... It was Lizzo. Was that, am I saying his name right? Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. It was on the set. Very cool. Sorry. And something, they, this, just, this just bothers me. What? This kid here, this yeah. Dan, you know, <laughs> been in four movies already. He's, you know, richest kid over there in the UK. Are you telling me that the only opportunity he has to kiss any girl is one that he has to do on no, a set in he, front of all these people? He said it's not his first kiss. It's not. I know, but I mean, he's so excited about this kiss. It's like, dude... What, you mean you're not making out with anybody on the previous weekends? Well, it's Kay Ling. <sighs> yeah. A beautiful young girl. I wonder if pretty young girls are a rare thing to Dan Radcliffe. I, I, think... I would guess not. I don't know. I mean, when it... you, no matter who you hang out with, when your friends become so close, they could be gorgeous and you don't, you know, because he's hanging out with those people eight hours a day for. I'm not suggesting he's making out with Emma Watson. I'm just saying he no, probably no. has lots of girls that he knows. But I guess, he, I guess he is probably pretty busy. I would guess it might be even harder for him to have that normal, um, you know, hold hands with a girl, go to the movies kind of thing. Hey, but you know what else came out? Now, this is this is kind of neat. That David, Mr. Heyman, said that we're going to look for our first trailer later this fall from, mm-hmm. from Phoenix. But he also talked about Haplet Prince. And he gave a tentative date of fall 2008, which I was excited about. Well, that would that would seem to go with the movie being released summer 2007. Yeah, because he said it hasn't been decided which if it was going to be. He said he prefers winter, but it's possible that the, that um, Order of the Phoenix could come out in the in the summer too. So wait, he said fall for 2008 for for Half Blood Prince, Half Blood Prince. Prince. It's very cool. And they also said too that they filmed when Umbridge is carried off by the centaurs, and that they filmed this was great the fireworks scene with Fred and George. Oh, so, good, excellent, yeah. <laughs> so excellent. Great. And we I heard know that from... Peeves just randomly shows up, and they're like, oh, hey, Peeves, long time no see. And then he just kind of does his salute, and then you never see him again the whole rest He's of the been... film. How awesome would that be? That would be cool. But I, I, wish, sad. I, wish, I, wish, I wish Peeves was going to be in this film. Like, we don't care. I don't care if there's no backstory for Peeves. Like, hey, Peeves, everybody waves all at once. Hey, Peeves. And he's like, hey, everybody, here I am. You know, because one of my favorite parts in the in the half or Order of the Phoenix is when he salutes Fred and George at the end. You know, he tips his cap to him. I mean, and when yeah. McGonagall says it unscrews to the left, that must be my favorite line. He's of so hers. she mutters that. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh my she's god, she's so great. Oh, I love she's her. great. I never yeah. loved her more than when she said, "Potter, I will teach you to be an horror." The last thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I hope that Maggie Smith gets gets some of that biting uh, yeah. commentary with with Umbridge because she's so awesome at it. That's like where she's great. It's a shame that, you know, Maggie Smith's uh, agent has been upset because they have not confirmed Order of the Phoenix yet with Maggie Smith. Okay, okay. Here we go. We're not going to have her back. Here it is, folks. They're going to replace her with Madam Hooch. Here it is. um, (laughs) What's her name? (laughs) Zoe Wallmaker or whatever her name was. As we've been saying since time zero, 
Gary Oldman is going to be in Order of the Phoenix. Oh, I wasn't even talking about him. Yeah, oh, okay. yes, you were. <laughs> I was talking Gary about Oldman Maggie Smith. is going to be in Order of the Phoenix. Ears. A very unfortunate Ow. publicity thing happened with yes. Gary Oldman's agent. Um, and I'll have you know that there is no love lost between me and this man because he called me up on my phone and called me several names. Yeah, that dude you called Melissa names, boys and girls. I, you know, for for refusing to believe what had been contradicted by other sources, for for refusing to believe his story when it had been contradicted by several other people I knew, and when b- refusing to just blindly post everything he said mm-hmm. on the site, mm-hmm. which we just wouldn't do. So since he is not a source, we have said that he he is not a source. He is the only person saying right now that now there's a deal signed. Mm-hmm. There is not a deal signed, by the way. This, this, nothing has changed. Nothing is, like, inked yet, according to other sources. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they're wrong. But nothing has changed, except that now Douglas Urbanski, who's Gary Oldman's agent, is saying that he will be in the film. Since he was not a source then, he is not a source now. I don't consider him a fully valuable source. When we have something more concrete, even if all we can say is a source said, we'll still be honest about it, and we'll put it up on Leaky. But he's going to be in the film. Right. It's all a non-issue. He's going to be right. in the film. Yes. Right? We've been saying that all along, and they make such a big deal about this, and it's ridiculous. Other actors that we've heard, for example, Mr. Jason Isaacs, you know, it's the same thing. He's going to be back, like Maggie Smith you were talking about, and I was using my ears. But, you know, I mean, people, they don't need these most of these actors until later on this summer. It's yeah. just don't make it a big deal. The agent does not need to go out there and, oh. No. Thank you, it Melissa. Should that not- was well, it shouldn't happen in front of the fans. That's when that's no. what infuriates me. These fans are getting so wrought and messed up. And and yeah, Leaky, unlike most other publications, is more concerned about the fan reaction. We try to protect our mm-hmm. readers because we all have a very personal connection to our readers. So if there's fault, of course, that's where it is. We just want to protect you guys too much. And so that's where journalistic whatevers will sway sometimes because in the interest right. of, of keeping you guys safe and happy and not freaking out pulling out your hair that Gary Oldman's not going to be in the film we won't do that we won't play into the panic and so this whole thing has just been just a mess I'm glad you addressed that because we've gotten emails and people saying and and we just if when we get the source we'll post it that's bottom line right Melissa yeah and if we had any reason to believe that there was ever any danger of him not being in the film we would post it which we did if his agent Mm -hmm. no matter no matter what we think of Douglas Urbanski he was saying that he wouldn't be in the film he still is his manager no matter what we think of him that information had to go on the site and it did but under the guise of hey everybody take a step back and Mm -hmm. and just this is not done yet don't freak out right well speaking of other actors we did have a new interview with Mr. Isaacs which, of course, naturally, Ooh. I had to post right away. I mean, for sure. <laughs> big, big shock. You know? I signed on to check on the site while I was in Vegas. And I was like, oh, there's a, there's a Jason Isaacs I story. thought he only posted Surprise. interviews of good-looking actors. And oh, he's so handsome. He's, just, he's so rule? funny. Oh. Yeah, you, jealousy, jealousy, baby. But um, <laughs> he's so cool. He's just, and he, he's so funny in this interview. And he talks again about Lucius not being in, in movie six because, you know, Lucius is, of course, in prison. And he's, uh, he was joking around. He's like, he's hoping for a big prison breakout in book seven. And he's just very funny. And I just Dude, he's really upset thinking. about that. He talked about it at the New York premiere, too. Yes, he did. How annoyed yeah. he was that he was in prison. He's like, man, I don't, get to, I don't get to be in book six. And we were joking with him that he should have a harmonica. Yes. And <laughs> Meanwhile, in Azkaban yeah. prison. Nobody <laughs> knows. Trouble <laughs> Slow zoom in on his window. No, but he talks about how he loves playing the the part, you know, and it's just really funny. That that would be great. So he's he's encouraging fans for right to Joe to plead for him to Lucius to be out of in book seven so he can be back. So Oh, of course he will be. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm sure that definitely They have to resolve be. Lucius's character. Well, a lot of people think that Lucius is gonna bite the dust and 
book seven, but yeah, well, it'll be in a cool fight. It's not going to be like yeah. dying of hunger and asking me in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Living on little shards yeah. of bread, yeah. It'd be like True. chapter four. We get a letter. Oh, uh, sorry, Draco. Your father passed away and has been prison for malnutrition and other things. It's like, well, that sucks. All of his hair fell out because he didn't have enough calcium or protein, whatever the hell it is that oh, makes yeah. hair fall out. Do you think that they have like dietitians there in Azkaban where that plans out their meals and that kind of things? So well, here's a better thing. How funny would it be if, like, at the end of like like the movie, uh-huh. we, we found out that Lucius actually wore a wig, and that that wasn't <laughs> even his real hair. <laughs> yeah, Lucius see, is really bald. Yeah, that would make sense. That would be so funny because he's all. <laughs> You know, like, look at me. I'm fancy. I'm a fancy guy. And then he wore a wig the whole time. Yeah. See, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, and he's had, you know, Botox and all that kind of thing. And then he's slowly <laughs> <itself> fallen. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> which one of them is named Narcissa? I forget. Right, which is it? <laughs> what else? What else, Sue? Well, Joe, the British Book Awards are coming up next weekend in, in England. And, um... Uh, Harry Potter and Half-Life Prince has been nominated for British Book of the Year Award, and we found out that the, the show is going to be televised in the UK, and that the TV things are listing that Joe possibly might appear at at the, the awards. We don't know. We're trying Ooh. to pin that down. But then at the same channel four that is broadcasting the show, um, there are two people on the show called um, Richard and Judy, which host um, a talk show, and they feature a lot of authors. And Joe is to be doing an interview with them that's going to be airing this summer right before that she's attending the queen's birthday party so that's exciting very cool hope look at her getting on about doing things yeah joe going to parties i know good good for her for enjoying it a bit you know yeah she should i mean it's the last book i hope she should go out and live it up you know that's awesome just watch after like the seventh book comes out she's gonna be like like out in the town socialite everywhere going to parties going to premieres You'd be like, I'm free from writing the books. And then you'll see her so much, it won't even be a big deal anymore. I don't think so. So, guys, I think I think that's it. Okay, well, shall we go on? We have mods. mods. And yeah, no extendable podcasts. ears this week because you guys got flooded with it last week, so we took a break. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's hard to set up this stuff, and we, when we can take a break, we do. I know. I, I was talking to Emma this morning, and she called me. She's like, is it time yet? Is it time? And I'm like, you know, Emma, we just had Jamie on. We just don't have the energy to have anybody else this week. Oh, I understand, John. It's okay. She understood, and okay. I do something else yeah. next time. Good, good, good. Thanks for letting her know for me. Yeah, well, I don't want to, you know, break her heart. Oh, Emma. All right. Well, <laughs> now that she hates us, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> We're on to the fun interview. In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you. Hey everybody. Welcome to this week's fan interview, which is another one of our fan artist interviews, but you get to hear me, Kim, starting it off and interviewing today because instead of doing the interview, we have roped Makani in as the interview. Yay. Yeah. Poor Heather Campbell gets to tell us about her art for today. Because I know I can't be the only one that clicks on her site for updates. But yeah, so we have Makani, Heather Campbell, who is actually one of our leaky artists, too. So you can see her work on the widget. I love the widget pictures. But anyways, so I guess we ought to at least 
try to make this a real interview. Okay. <laughs> Darn it. So, first question. I know you're in art school. Kind of. How much longer do you have? <laughs> I have two more years at school. I have to admit, my favorite, my favorite reason, I have the Hermione's Patronus as my desktop background on my laptop at the, work. And my oh, kids love oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Her Patronus of, you know, Hermione... McGonagall, you failed all your classes. It's just very appropriate for the teacher to have that on her computer. Oh, yeah. That's right. I do Are you give a you McGonagall? Credit. Are you... I am not a McGonagall. I'm nice. Not a hard well, McGonagall's nice. <laughs> yes, I have my are. Snape days. I have my Snape oh, days. Okay. Who doesn't have Snape days? Who doesn't? Speaking of you and your Slytherin buddies. Oh, my gosh. I love them. You do. They're my I friends. I don't know why. <laughs> They, they're awesome, man. They're like the best, they're the most entertaining people in the entire books. Come on. <laughs> See, I just, nah. but you do, anybody that's, that's looked through your site knows that not only do you have a little obsession with Slytherins, but you have an obs- obsession with some particular Slytherins. Yes. <laughs> that would be the Malfoys, probably. Um, yeah. Just a wee bit. <laughs> I just, just a little. But I mean, I also, I usually think up pictures and then fit them with a prompt. That just, like, happens to, like, somehow relate to it. So, yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with them. <laughs> so, um, they're, they're adorable. <laughs> Come on. I mean, <laughs> how... Favorite Malfoy? Oh, not Draco. I mean, <laughs> Draco just comes with the package. I mean, <laughs> Sarcissa and Lucius are just, they're a great couple. They're just adorable together. <laughs> oh, I know. The Slytherins are going to come after me. I, I don't see it. You, you don't little, see it? I, don't I mean, see, I don't enjoy them as much. Well, I just like them. See, one of my things is like, I like the people who are, I like confidence. And that doesn't exclude an excess of confidence. <laughs> Arrogance. <laughs> so, you know, I naturally like people with a lot of confidence. And arrogance. <laughs> so I mean, like they're both—they're both really strong personalities. But then they have this son who's just like a weenie. <laughs> so it's just—I don't know. And then they have oh, and then there's of course you know Bellatrix, who Lucius can't stand. But she's still you know this sister-in-law. So it's like there's like a sitcom in there that's like waiting to be written. <laughs> they just happen to be bad guys too. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of your, your fascination with people like. Rodolphus and Bellatrix. Oh, yeah. That you enjoy drawing, but you never really draw them particularly seriously. Well, I, I just can't, I can't see them that serious. I mean, I know, like, I know that they're, you know, they're terrible people, obviously. But, like, Bellatrix is just a hoot. Like, I just cannot help but, like, crack up when I read about her. <laughs> just because her mannerisms and, like, how she reacts to stuff, it's so... It's just Disney villain completely, <laughs> and I love that about her. Uh, well, and that's, I think, one of the things that, that always draws, at least draws me to your art. I love your pictures and your drawings because of the sense of humor <laughs> and because of the, the rather warped sense of humor. I think one of my favorites is, and oh, I'm so happy we're in that season, is The Peeps. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, off topic completely, but there was a person in my art class. They had made this, like, worm-looking monster completely out of peeps. 
Oh, I was like, Easter oh my candy. gosh. And like, it looked like it was a scary looking monster. And I was like, they're evil. See, I, I, I it's <laughs> well, not just me. <laughs> it goes on top. Of, but see, I have understand the fast, the, the joking behind peeps. When I was in college, um, we used to peep each other, which would be when you would come back to your dorm room or your townhouse room at uh, St. Mary's and find your room covered in peeps. So you had to then <laughs> oh peep the next person. So peeps oh, are man. evil. But when I sent, I sent Lori Damorell. Our, one of our mods, our modcasters, a bu- bunch of candy recently that she can't buy in the UK. And I sent her peeps because apparently you can't get them there. Really? And I got mm. an IM as soon as she got it and it responded, peeps, death eaters eat peeps. Oh, God. <laughs> so I've inspired a whole group of people that see peeps as evil. But I, oh, no. That kind of sense of humor is one of the things that I think a lot of people find in your work that is amusing and that is it sets it apart from a lot of the other fandom artists well i mean like that like that that's also from that's like you know a lot of the jokes in in you know my work or whatever is a lot of it's just inside jokes for me and my friends or me and my little brother like we always my brother is friggin' hilarious like okay he's the one who came up with snape word and you know, stuff like that. Oh, I love bobblehead Snape. So, oh, yeah. I don't think anybody else of the leaky staff has seen yet, but oh, oh, bobblehead yeah, Snape yeah. is so much fun. I know. I like uh, making Lucius's head bobble so much it almost comes off. Oh, uh, poor Lucius. I'm bad. I'm mean. But <laughs> anyways, but um, listen to Fiona, but also the, as the, well, sorry, anybody who's listening to this, Skype was being Skype Mort for a few minutes. I think probably the one of the best ones for that is the uh, Black Sisters Which... and the Family Tree. Your take on the Black Family Tree is a little different than most people's. Oh, I... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was just like, are... I mean, are the dates correct? I mean, was the dad really 13 when he had a kid? I mean... So I was like, what if there's something else? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it would be hilarious if they were actually half-bloods. I mean. It would put a whole new spin on things. We'll have to link to this. We'll have to put a link to this picture in the fan art, cha- in the, um, in the oh, show gosh. notes. But. Yeah. Like, it's Heather, just... Heather's take on the black family tree. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that's, that just spawned from me being bored in government and. Bad girl. Thinking about Harry Potter like I usually do. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, like, think about, like, Bellatrix's face. If she, like, found out she was half-blood, I think she'd, like, explode or something. Just pop. Gone. That's <laughs> how she dies. She, she implodes. <laughs> Forget this week's fan fiction challenge. Heather has already written it. That's right. How will Bellatrix die? Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of kind of inside jokes, one of the inside jokes I don't know if anybody will ever see is, is a friend's cat in a snake suit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have to link to the snake suit itself because that's <laughs> we'll just fine. Well, yeah, well, hilarious. But let's see. what could Who could we put in a snake suit? We can't put – because the cat won't fit in it. How about <laughs> – I know. Who? John. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. John's totally wearing the snake suit. I vote for that. And he can even wear it underneath his Harry Potter costume. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Fan art uh, challenge? 
John as a house mascot? Can't you just see him like at Disney World in one of those little costumes? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, Can't you just see him killing us? <laughs> yeah. Vegas, right. we need him in a suit. Speaking of Vegas, you're coming, right? Of course. Yes. yes. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. We need it to come now, right? I know. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, I need it. I don't know about you. You've already mm-hmm. had spring break, haven't you, dear? Yeah. Uh, it was too short. So how much longer before we see the next set of widget pictures? It shouldn't be too long. I mean, I finished one, and I'm working on another one. And they don't take that long, so I just have to ignore school and stuff. <laughs> okay, no, you're not allowed to ignore school. Oh. <laughs> much as you might want to. <laughs> you still have to go to Umbridge class. Oh. Oh, come on. What's the next project? It's like a 3D environment, and it's like, but we have a partner for this project, so I got a good partner. Hopefully he's not hearing this when you say he'll be doing most of the work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At the risk of completely disgusting me, who cannot draw a line with with a straight ruler and has her students routinely making fun of her artwork. Oh, how fast can you get some of your, how fast do you do some of your pictures? If it's something, like, okay, like, um, an individual frame of one of the comics usually takes, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Like, if it's not, not colored or whatever. Just the pencil part doesn't take that long. Unless it's, like, a hard pose, and then I'll just, you know, I'll just be a perfectionist and try to get it right. But then, obviously, I don't try that hard on some of them. <laughs> so... Nothing to see. I told you, he's just completely disgusting. <laughs> Two more years of school. So, what are you shooting to do? And I don't think it's going to be drawing Harry Potter art. You're going to be that lucky. No. <laughs> um, I would like to either go into animation, storyboarding, or concept art. But I mean, concept art's like a lot later when you know you have to be really awesome to be a concept artist. So hopefully I'll, you know, move to California sometime after I graduate and get some job out there. Pixar or, you know, any... Steve Jobs, if you're listening, she wants a job. That's right. Come on, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) We have our favorite part of the fan interview, live or die. And for the live or die, for some bizarre reason, Heather's being accompanied by her house self. Hey. The darling Naomi. The uppity elf. Everyone's favorite elf has crashed Whee! our interview. First person, who do we think? Okay, Draco. <sighs> okay, guys, Draco die. is not gonna die. He's die. not gonna die. He's not dead man no, walking. No. Okay. Listen, he's not gonna like almost you know give in to going into hiding and then end up just dying in the next book. I mean, there's no, there's no way. I think he's, that's how the book's gonna, gonna open. It won't be a happy ending, and he's not going to turn good, but he's not going to die. Okay, well, what do you think about his dear old dad, Lucius? Lucius is not going to die either. None of the Malfoys are going to die, okay? They're going to end up in some horrible position at the end of the book, and it will be funny, and I will laugh at them, but they won't die. Okay, well, what about, what about Neville? Neville will live, definitely. I love him. And marry a certain Slytherin? Me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if Joe really likes you, she'll write that in That's for right. you. Neville will live and marry McConaughey. That's right. Okay, how about Bill? 
Bella, dearest Bella, she, okay, if anyone's going to die, it's Bellatrix, okay? <laughs> Neville's going to do it, but, like, not, you know, not directly. Like, it'll be something like, the, you know, the whole cliff scenario. But Neville will definitely be <coughs> the end of her, sadly. What about Snape? I think Snape is, I think he's going to die. Unfortunately, I think he's dead. Snakey's never talking to you again. Well, you know, I mean, he just, he's awesome, okay? I mean, I love the man. So, (laughs) but I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any family. He's got no connections to anyone. He's going to die, you know, doing something that's, you know, thwarting Voldemort. So, and he's good, by the way, obviously. (laughs) No, he's not. Obviously, he's good. On the fence. Okay, how about Pansy? 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 Uh, I think she'll live. I think she'll end up in some comically embarrassing situation like Draco. You don't think Draco and Pansy are just going to ride off into the sunset? Um, no. <laughs> no, not quite. Be cute, though. Okay, well, and then I have to ask Harry... I'm not asking you, Cam. I know this is totally not my liver dying. (laughs) No, he's totally going to live. I mean, like, I'm totally with John's whole theory. I mean, like, like, think of all this, like, stuff, all this stuff with, like, Harry on it. Like, oh, it's that dead kid. Let's not buy anything with him on it. (laughs) Oh, please don't give credence to John's theories. No, I mean, seriously. make his head bigger. Occasionally, John has some actual good insight. Once in a blue moon, he actually knows what he's talking about. So, <laughs> once every thirty-one podcasts. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, guys, is this like the best podcast thirty-one ever? I think it is. Except it's it going to be podcast thirty-two. Except it's going to be thirty-two. <laughs> well, <laughs> loser. Well, well, ours, oh ours is better than thirty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even steal John's jokes and get it right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, God. Good job, oh Kim and Parker. God. You rock my socks. This is the best oh, Podcast God. 31 in Podcast 32 ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> On that note that Kim, yes, is an idiot. <laughs> and this will remind oh, everybody God. that Fan Art Challenge is John in a house mascot costume. I'm voting for someone draw him as the skunk pig. <laughs> or in the snake skunk suit. Pig. <laughs> oh, or the snake suit. Remind everybody that their fan art challenges can be emailed into staff at pottercast.com, where I will be sure to pass them along to John because he has to see this. And I'll definitely make sure uh, they get linked over to Heather too so we can put them up on the website. Um, we'll thank Heather for agreeing to do this at the last minute and this you know the random house elf that wandered into the conversation. Yay. What? Yay, elves. Um, elves rock. <laughs> Whatever. No, they don't. Yeah, they, yeah, don't. they do. <laughs> Please. They're only good for kicking. <laughs> They're only good for kicking. For Kim, for Heather, and for the uppity elf, um, Naomi, I'll say good night and thank you all for listening. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh dear, we are in trouble.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modcast. This is Jason, a.k.a. the Guru of Sloth, and with me today is... Kristen, um, a.k.a. me, myself, and I. Hi, this is Tori, better known as Tower Dweller. And this is Laurie Damarel, otherwise known as Asphodel Wormwood on the Lounge. And today we're going to be doing something slightly different to what we normally do. Instead of looking at, you know, a theory or something like that, we're going to be looking at one of Leakey's latest projects. That's the Scribulus Essay Project. Um, Kristen, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Uh, sure. The Scribulus Essay Project is a place where fans can submit their essays that they uh, are fond of, and they can um, present an argument or a theory in an academic form, and hopefully uh, generate discussion. And we have an actual forum dedicated to Scribulus where people can comment on essays and uh, you know discuss essays or even argue the points of the essays that have been presented. And we are accepting essays as we speak every day (laughs) the first issue is out and second one is soon to come hopefully the second issue will be out on april fool's day the twins birthday nice so kind of like a little birthday present okay so so what essays have we got so far we've got quite a range haven't we yeah we got an even dozen i think an even dozen (laughs) um tori's essay uh Mm -hmm. tower dwellers uh, essay is in there right now about dreams yeah. How, how did you get into that topic? Oh, how did I get or into was that? that? Something you'd well, I've always discussing in threads. Um, mostly, actually, I've always had an interest of dreams, what they mean, and what others dream about. Um, but actually, it was posting in a thread um, about Harry's dreams that I was invited to write on the subject, and uh, okay. actually researched it a little, and uh, you know, read the theories of psychology and read several dream interpretation diaries, and then. Um, sat down to, to write the paper. Did you find it easy to write? Actually, I found it easier to, to read about. Um, writing, yeah. there, were, there was there was so much, there are so many of Harry's dreams. Yeah. That, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, and you get all the ideas come up. Oh, yeah, it was, it was really fun to try and, you know, distill them down. Actually, that was the reason why um, the topic was so interesting, was trying to make sense of all of these dreams. Because he has some yeah. that are, you know, normal and, you know, the nightmares and stuff. I mean, I think everyone has. But then he has these really strange dreams that seem to hint at other things in the later books and and, and possibly even in book seven. And how did they, uh, at what point did they pull you into being an, what are you, an essay editor or? Yeah, I guess it was after I submitted my essay, I was asked to become an editor and to um, read and and help others um, get their essays ready for publication. And Kristen, you're the kind of the head honcho, right? (laughs) Yes, I am. That's right. The big boss. How is good, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> my my fingernails are really, really short now. I've taken to biting them since well, then. Uh, everything's sometimes looking it really hurts. good. So you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, there's, there's some, some... What's nice about this first issue is we've kind of taken um, kind of like a you know, cornucopia of different things, and it's a good variety. Um, there's one, we have a junior essay by Demetrius, and it is just wonderful. It's it's just heart-wrenching. It's, it's about a boy who is a, obviously a Harry Potter fan who has um, likened his experiences in Hurricane Katrina to where he has lost his parents to... Harry's experiences of being an orphan and how he's coping, and it's just wonderful. It really is. I think the 
I mean, the first time I read it, I, I'm not going to I cried. I did. I, I couldn't believe it. I had tears in my eyes going, oh, my gosh. It, it, it really, really a good, a strong essay. You would, and one of the things that's so wonderful is, is he's, he's 14 years old, and he writes with such know, passion and knowledge. Yeah. Very, he's very. And a really distinct and, and beautiful storytelling voice. He, yes. It's wonderful. It's so it's well a, it's, written. It is. It's an excellent one. It's really inspiring as well. Yeah, and what's what I've noticed, a lot of people, we've got, had a few people who also were survivors of, of that terrible incident saying how much strength they, they found mm. from reading that essay, which he's helped others already, which Absolutely. I thought was wonderful. Yeah. It's his is one of the most popular um, essays, according to the uh, lounge boards, um, don't know if everyone's aware, but we do actually have threads dedicated to each of the essays uh, in the Leaky Lounge. Yeah, and it's always up there. That's definitely the most viewed one. Or, you know, if it's probably not for an essay like that, but if it's a more an essay with a certain viewpoint, they can go on there and kind of say what they agree with or what they don't agree with. Um, Absolutely. Things like that. And it's not necessarily creating, you know, a second thread of, for instance, Dumbledore is not dead or Dumbledore is dead. You're actually just discussing that particular essay and the points. Exactly. Well, and it's and it's also driven traffic to the original threads. I mean, like the alchemy thread has been around for a very long time. There are several reincarnations of it, and I think it's, you know, the essay that um, Arianrod wrote has really given people, um, you know, the confidence that they can go in and post in that other thread. I think it's been really good. Rather than being intimidated by reams of, I mean, they're excellent posts, but it's a lot to read through. And, you know, I remember sort of, I used to discuss quite a bit in there and I was out of it for a couple of months. And, you know, there's just so many ideas and thoughts that have gone on in, in like my absence that it was really hard to get back in. Um, and, you know, the essay itself is so full of information and well-written and, you know, and it's really comprehensive and you can just read that and be fully aware of everything that's been discussed. Well, part of what's been discussed. Exactly. It's only part one of the essay. Um, <laughs> that's, it's so chocked full of information, we did have to split it up because I think people would have... It's too I mean, much to you digest. have to be able to absorb it. Again, they would it's, have been intimidated. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is that she, what we've, we split it into the, the first half is, is definitely a kind of like an intro to alchemy, which is good. People can get their, you know, their lesson. Yeah. For, you know, what is it, what does it mean, and what does it mean to Harry Potter? What are the basics, you know, the seven stages and the whole thing? And that's what's good uh, about it. But, I mean, the second half is, is where she'll go in and she'll... Uh, you know, discuss how it relate really relates to the bu the books, and wait till you read the second half. It, you know, you will literally your mouth will be, oh my god, I didn't realize. You know, yeah. it's 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 very good. And I can speak as as one of those people who, probably the only one here who who hasn't been in the alchemy thread of the four of us, um, who you know is intimidated or has been in the past, and look at it and say, what in the world is this? I can't even begin to try to go in there. But now I'm really looking forward to, to reading this essay. And, you know, I, I think it, it's just nice to have, like, like you guys are saying, months of, of arguments kind of, you know, summed up, pre presented for you in a way that, that you can digest and then feel comfortable enough to go. And, you know, people, new people can start showing up and, and adding their, their insights. And, you know, maybe they'll bring new perspectives on things. And it's, there's a, a couple of essays that do kind of sum up some of the larger threads. The uh, Normal Lestrange wrote um, Cracking the Riddle and Harry, and the Riddle yeah. and Harry thread is a huge thread. And that one has a lot of information in it. Even if you don't go and post, at least you're thinking about it. 
And that's what I love about essays, because people always have something something really new to contribute. And when you've got, you know, with it, like, you can write, only write so much in a post because you're in a discussion, whereas with an essay you can say, right, this is my stance, I'm going to take it, I've got no one contributing this idea or that idea, I'm just going to write what I have to say and do my own research. And it's, you know, right. and you can just go with it. And, you know, I've sort of attempted to write a couple of essays myself. And I find them really enjoyable because you can really delve into it. And then when it comes to reading someone else's, you've got all those thoughts from that person and you can just, I don't know, I find them really insightful because they're so condensed and full, as it were. Oh, yeah. And I think people will enjoy reading essays that they know take a different point of view from theirs. Um, I mean, these are really well written and really well thought out. It's not like it's going to necessarily change your mind, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's not so much of a, you know, a competition or an argument necessarily. The, you know what's an interesting, um, there's an interesting thread in there called point-counterpoint where you can take two essays that might be about opposing viewpoints and, um, you know, discuss them. Right now we have two essays on whether Dumbledore is alive or dead mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they're, they're definitely, you know, opposite viewpoints and, and you can actually go in there and, whether, you know, and, dis and discuss them as, you know, which side you want to take. Right which is cool that's it you know and and that might be that might happen we might get um future essays that will kind of negate what um essays have already been written we might take essays from different editions and do point counterpoint um which could be really interesting too um well on that note i think it's time to uh wrap up our ideas on this um i'm laurie damarau saying au revoir i'm kristen devoe saying Goodbye. <laughs> and this is Tori Choose. And this is Jason, the guru of sloth, saying uh, this was like the best scrupulous modcast ever. <laughs> and we'll see you later. Uh, the mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. Welcome to the mailbag. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Hi. Hello. Everybody loves the mailbag. Give me an M. Give me an A. I'm Melissa. Give me an L. You are Melissa. I am Melissa. I'm Kristen. That's Kristen. Super K. Yay. And? Oh, I'm Sue. That's me. Sue. Lady Sue. And who are you? Big J. Big Badger. I feel like we're on an episode of Sesame Street. Brought to you by the letter K. J S S. What? I don't know. Mailbag <laughs> okay. brought to you by lots of letters. Well, and anyway, we're all here. It is a full. We're at a full. We got a full house for the mailbag. So uh, let's do full it. House. Wasn't that that bad TV series from the? That was an awesome TV series. <laughs> that launched the careers of two acting thespian superstars of our lives. Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they were. Who's, who's banging pots and pans? That's my radiator. Your radiator's noisy, lady. I have a ghost in my you radiator. Have it is very Peeves noisy. is in the house. Peeves is in the hey, house. Hey, you know what? I just remembered. You know how Ron says that there's a ghoul in the attic? Mm hmm. Is, is Mr. and Mrs. Weasley's bedroom That's above like... Ron's? Oh, no. No. Stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we're not going there. Okay, that okay. just that just made me deaf and blind. That just flips me out. Those that that is too funny. It's Peeves, man. Peeves has invaded Melissa's house. Stop banging Melissa has a bands, lady. 
Sorry, guys. I have a ghoul in the radiator. How it goes. <laughs> okay. He's a, ni- he's a nice guy. He gives me heat. Under the... F- <laughs> it's a radiator, John. You don't want to deal with more sun. John! <laughs> yeah. Under the first voicemail. Hi, this is Kelly calling from Denver, Colorado, home of the very first Chipotle restaurant. Um, my question to you would be, um, we see so many uh, fans who are in their t- teens and 20s, and I was wondering what you guys thought of um, of the older fans and what you think they bring to the fandom, uh, mainly people in their 30s and older. Um, would just love to hear what you guys think. Um, you guys rock. Thanks. Bye-bye. That is old. <gasps> John. You know, John. I, no, I'm willing. Well, okay, I get a big kick out of our email because, like, Every week we get emails from like, I know you'll be shocked, but I'm 40 and I read the books or, I mean, (laughs) I just think it's funny. Well, do you want me to go weigh in on this now as the oldest person here? Um, Are you the oldest? Oh, Sue. I am. You are the youngest at heart. That's for sure. A couple weeks ago, Melissa read off the things of the people who took our survey. And we have people that are in their 70s that respond. Yeah. And I think that the, Joe herself, the person who came up with all this, is going to be 41. Is that right? This is yeah. December. Mm-hmm. So why is someone that's that old, you know, what, what difference does it make if it, their age? Um, maybe it's just a different variety. I think it's more about the different, how this book appeals to all the different walks of life, different backgrounds, different countries. That's yeah. the real magic. Not the age. I mean, because these stories, uh, I, I think they're, they appeal to a whole variety of age, obviously. And, and I just so... I think that the, well, the, the older set of um, Harry Potter fans are responsible for, for A, me being even ever interested in this mm-hmm. fandom. I was never interested in hanging, hanging around with somebody who was 10 years younger than me. Um, not that I don't like people who are 10 years younger than me. Clearly, we wouldn't know the MuggleNet boys. But there's a uh. level of debate and intelligent discussion and bringing mm-hmm. the bringing the books into um, what they are as a literary phenomenon mm-hmm. and not I, just mm-hmm. something for kids that I think the adult yeah. fans are probably responsible for that. I agree with you completely. I mean, on our forum, we have some fantastic, highly in-depth conversations going on about, you know, different things in mythology and, and things that, that children, you can read it on a different level. That's the thing about these books that appeals to me. You can read it as just a straight, you know, fairy tale or fantasy or not a fantasy, whichever way you look at it or you can see all these parallels in these deep you know well you know and they're in the media they're always presented as children's books and i think mm-hmm. that's because the characters are younger but you know i've i think i've mentioned this before i've got a friend who's a children's librarian and the later books in the series some of the some of the students have a hard time with they're not you know just to say Oh, gosh, okay, the fifth one, for instance, is gigantic. Mm-hmm. And she found it was out of the range of, like, even some of her fifth graders who weren't really outstanding readers kind of had a hard time with it. So I think the whole thing of, well, it's it's a children's series anyway is kind of bunk. I mean, it's a series. Mm-hmm. She said she didn't write it for children. She wrote it for herself. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a good story. Yeah. It's a good not story for, is a good story. It's and not that's for, when we get asked by journalists and stuff, oh, you know, because you still get that wink. Yeah, I, look what the New York Post said. You know, right, right. That irritates um, the hell out of me. It really does. Yeah, oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. And I get, I get it at work. You know, a lot of people at work. My, my whole newspaper knows about it because I've written about it in the newspaper before. And most people think it's great and it's fun. And it's cool that I do this thing that I can go home from writing about 
uh, you know, children's deaths and stuff and go home and just play with in this world. It's a nice, relaxing thing. But some of them don't give you that eye. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to associate with those people. Go away. Yeah, they yeah. stink. It's something to think about. You know what really <laughs> irritates me is when people who have, like, no hobbies, no interest, they go home and sit in front of the TV, and then they're snide because yeah. you read a children's series. And I'm saying that with yeah. air quotes right now. Yeah. It's like, but, put know, down the Fritos and get a hobby, people. Bracket exactly. Jeez. And, and being part of this fandom and meeting, meeting people as an adult in this fandom has brought me some people that I will be with for my oh, entire yeah. life. I have Absolutely. made amazing friends, amazing mm-hmm. friends through this. I'm so, I actually, the, when I had the opportunity to meet her when we mm. were at the London premiere, that's what I said to her. I said, thank you for bringing me so many great friends. Oh, that's mm. awesome. What did, she, what did she say? Um, I think she asked where the restroom was or, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, no. no. I don't remember what she said. What did she no, say? No, she, she, well, she just was like, she's like, that's so kind and thank you. And I think mm. I remember hearing about this. I was I was just Skyping with Joe the other night, and we were talking <laughs> yeah. about how many she, friends did, we've all made. Did she mention then when I, like, drank She's to... like, oh, how's Kristen doing? <laughs> I was going to say after I talked to Joe, then I drank too much champagne, and I, I think I kissed Gary Oldman on the cheek. It's a little fuzzy. Oh. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, my. I never heard that, Kristen. <laughs> I don't think oh you were my. there. I think you were talking to uh, the twins or something. We all have... I it was an it. impulse thing. He was just so good as serious. I was just so... Yes. Well, the thing that happens at those things is there are these little elves that come around and fill your champagne when you're not looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's empty, and you turn to talk to somebody, and you look back, and it has magically filled itself. Yes. <laughs> we should move on. Hi, Pottercast. This is Jessica from Pittsburgh, PA. Um, I had a question. Do you think it would be possible that there may be a horcrux in the Riddle House? Voldemort said that he used important murders to make horcruxes and three murders did take place there Voldemort's grandparents and his father so I just wondered what you thought thanks I love the show maybe it's that lamp that they had yes. in Gable of Fire <laughs> that was using the phantom electricity <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah That's it. You well they did find the ring in the gaunt house so the Riddle House, I mean... I think this is a brilliant idea. I think there absolutely yeah. could be something in that. It could be that tea kettle. Maybe you know, that's, why. that's also... <laughs> no one has what proposed that theory. What if it was the bone of the father? What's Chris... He's, he's screwed up. No one else has suggested this theory before. No one has emailed us with this. I this mean, is a really... Like... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place bets that there's a Horcrux in the Riddle House. I think it's a good bet. That's a really... I mean, unless the diary counts as the Riddle House Horcrux, you know, because he made it right after he... He murdered those people? Well, no. The diary horcrux he made after he killed Myrtle. No. I mean, no. It was after he killed the, his, his parents. He killed his parents when he was 16? Not his parents. He killed, um, whatever, his, his, his father and his father's father at the Riddle House when he was 16. At the Riddle House, yeah. That's so he, he did it before he left Hogwarts? Yeah. Did he finish his seventh year at Hogwarts? No, it was at summer. It was in summer when he did it. Don't you remember? Because that's how that, the age of he was when, when the flashbacks happened. Yeah, I know. So book four opens, and yeah. there's and there's a point in which in which he's wearing the ring in one of the flashbacks in book six, and he's in his seventh year. Uh, I think so. I think you're right. Son of a gun. So you anyway, so yeah, book. so but anyway, the ring the ring was in the Gaunt House, so he's wearing the ring, but that ring wasn't a Horcrux yet. I don't think. I, I don't At think you point, want to wear no. a Horcrux around. But do we do we know though specifically if the diary was the first Horcrux? I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't have to imagine it is. I would think it is because it's not like a strong. It seems mm-hmm. like it was he was like testing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and there wasn't really any 
jinxes on it to prevent its destruction. Well, it, it also was meant to be found, and it's the sole aspect of it shared, you know? Yeah. I wonder if you can... <laughs> I, I, wonder if you can I wonder if you can communicate to the other horcruxes. <laughs> like in a you horcrux know? chat room? Like, oh, <laughs> like you can't maybe you write on it or something? Like, you go over to, well, what's her face, uh, the snaky thing? Uh, like a little the, beeper. The with a pen? The guinea. Start talking, start writing on it and seeing if it writes back to you. Or maybe Do you think he has talk. a map of like some place, like a location of where a list somewhere, a master list of where all his horcruxes are? Like a Just treasure map? <laughs> maybe. Could you imagine X versus Bosch? Here we this. go. <laughs> that would be great. Harry Potter and the Hunt for the Horcrux. That's it. That's the title. You figured it out. No, I really doubt it. That's my title, lady. You can't steal my oh. titles. That's not your title. <laughs> That yeah, can't my, be your my title. My title is the proper title. Oh, go the Hunt on for the Horror Creed. There's more than one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Next read question. Essay, you'd know Next title. question. Next question. Hey, Pottercast. This is Jonathan Francis from London, Kentucky. Our question is regarding in theory. On page 62 of the U.S. edition of Half-Blood Prince, Dumbledore tells Harry, they are corpses, dead bodies that have been bewitched to do a dark wizard's bidding. And theories have not been seen for a long time. However, not since Voldemort was last powerful. He killed enough people to make an army of them, of course. So as far-fetched as it may sound, is it possible that the corpses of Harry's parents are now in theory, along with all the other wizards Voldemort has killed? Thanks. I love your show. So in theory? No. <laughs> I think... No. No. That'd, no. Be, that'd be freaky. Like, hey, mom and dad, I have to set you on fire now, but it's nice to see you. It'd be like Shaun of the <laughs> Dead. He'd have to. Thank you, Melissa, because that is just beyond. No. no but no. he could expel Aramis then, so. That's true. He would. They'd be like, and they'd, they'd just get stupefied. Bye, mom. Time. Bye, dad. Expel Aramis. <laughs> like, expel Aramis. Unarmed no. dead people. No, that's just like, you know, in the Day of the Dead zombie movies. And I guess that's, that's yeah. not Harry Potter. No. Yeah, yeah, that would feel a little bit not of a living dead for me. Because yeah. all these, these nameless and fairy, okay, that's freaky and it's scary and that's fine. But like a, somebody that we know or somebody that... No, she... That no. would be brutal. You know? But, you know, there's all this... What, what I sort of... But what I found funny about book six, one of the things, was that there were all these talks about how can you tell if it's an inferior, blah, 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 blah. You know, when Harry saw these in fairy, they were pretty easy to tell mm-hmm. as in fairy. They were like rigid oh, moving, my books you know, come with zombie-like people. No, it was, it's not about the pictures, but it, it gave you it gave you the strong impression that if he saw the, an in fairy walking down the street, he would know immediately that it was an fairy. That it wasn't well, like they if, were acting like real people. What if the fairy was trying to act like a real person? No, because they're dead. That it are bewitched. I they mean, there have to be some pretty complicated magic, I would think. They're not going to be able to cognizantly try and, and pretend. That, yeah, that, no. they'll, that's they'll only Dung Fletcher. That's <laughs> Fletcher. No, no. They'll, they'll wear those little mustache and big nose glasses and try to blend in with the crowds. Yeah, the little Marcho Grouch <laughs> yes. things there when you Marsh. little, he's got a little scar going. Yeah. Hey, we'll slide right in. I'm sensing a fan art challenge coming along. Does John get to do that too? Um, (laughs) John, with John's mad drawing skills, have you seen John's drawing skills? (laughs) Back off my drawing skills. I love him. I want a T-shirt. I want. I want you to draw me a T-shirt. You think I'm joking? I'm not. Anyway, next one. 
Hi, guys. Listen, I was just wondering if you guys any thought of um, Luna Lovegood and if she brings anything really to the books um, except for maybe, you know, humor, which she is. She's very humorous, you know. I was wondering if you guys think she might have something more important to do, you know. I mean, she did something really important in the ministry, but, you know, that could have been anybody. So I was just wondering if you guys thought anything about her, like you like her or you don't like her or... She's not really important to the story, or you think she might be in the seventh, or, you know, anything like that. So, thanks. I think she's going to have a short romance with Harry. No, John. Yeah, he there's going to be a little intermission between the Ginny relationship, and it's going to be him and Luna, because Luna understands so much no. about what Harry is going through. Harry they pitied her. They had their her. moment at the end of book, five, book six. In which he pitied her, and he will never be with somebody he pities. Is this movie Harry or no, book Harry? Her. He, he respects said, her. He said, he said in those words that he pitied her. He felt, he didn't he say felt it. an emotion. Well, it was a, a little aside to the audience. At it was a little aside. Harry felt pity I, for her. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. say that, but I don't think that he was, it was, it was to get him out of his hurt and his self-absorbance yes. so that's what that was all about i don't think i think that he genuinely has become her friend he doesn't yeah you know um he probably respects her more now me? yeah i think so too. there's there's no difference between friends and somebody you want to date i mean oh my god there's no difference what? between platonic love and romantic john love. here we Stop. go <laughs> 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 because we have enough problems with this <laughs> We're stopping. Uh, he, he's just okay. bad. He is bad. Th- th- thank you, Kristen. I am not nothing. Come on. Stay mad at me for two minutes. I dare you. <laughs> he's right. It is sort of impossible. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that's enough. Let's let's get out of here. Let's go on to the part where we have drums. Thanks for joining us for Mailbag. If you'd like to contact us, our Skype username is Pottercast. You can call us. Our Plus. I'm s- <laughs> what? What? What happened? Did you just say plus? I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh Proceed with the numbers. Okay. okay. Thanks for joining us for Pottercast. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hate you, John. You're such a dog. You're terrible. Okay, here we go. <sighs> if you'd like to contact us, our Skype username is Pottercast. You can leave a voicemail in the U.S. at 1-702-42-LEAKY. That breaks down to 1-702-425-3259. In the U.K., you can call us at 020-7193-2872+. Plus. You broke Kristen. You can email us at staff at pottercast.com or you can send a snail mail to P.O. Box 40559, Staten Island, New York, 10304. Attention, the Leaky Cauldron. Ta-da! Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. And we're back. It's we're a back. wrap up. The drums this are on. This is the part where we have drums. Yeah. <laughs> that joke was old by the time it was said twice last week. No, but I love it. It is just, it, I just very close to heart. Okay. This is the part where we have drums. I love the I drums. Could. I do too. Love our music. That, that's not how our drums sound. I forget how they sound. 
No, boom, 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 boom was Chamber of Backbeats. Remember that? Oh, oh that was excellent. Oh, that was cool. You know, this is Pottercast 32, and I'll admit, while I was digging out things on my computer, I had found Pottercast 1, 2, 3s, and 4s, and you know what? We did some pretty neat things in those first episodes, like the impersonation contest. I want to do another And trivia contest, contest, and I think it's about time to get some of those going again before Vegas. Okay. Absolutely. Do it. All right, we'll do it. We'll work on it this week and, and stuff. I really want to do an impersonation contest again. Since we did that that first time, it was, it was so that great. That was so awesome. And we're so much better at editing now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. not gonna be, I mean, granted, I, I had the, never edited anything before in my life before that, but yeah. no. I would like to do the game show again. We get a lot of requests for that. The game show was great. Um, it was. And so, yeah, you know what it was in the, in the in the in the very beginning. You just want to try everything and see what happens. Right. And then we fell into a rhythm, and, and then there were the Muggle Boys, and then there was the live podcast. And now we just want to want to go keep experimenting again. We're I gonna just... go back to our roots because those our were roots. the days where we were at the top of the iTunes. I don't think oh, the game show the would iTunes put us back crap. at the top of the iTunes. But those were the those were fun days to do the game show. I, I don't Actually, think I don't think that's why. I think it's just because. Um, I know exactly. Everybody's why. got everybody. podcasts now. Yes. There's a I zillion know. of them. You now. get a lot of subscribers in the beginning. Everybody, everybody yeah. um, gets to the top of iTunes. It's not so hard. <laughs> so right. Wait, if I, but, I, prob- but, I probably could release Dollish Cast and get it to like the top you, ten you of iTunes. You probably, yeah, I probably could. <laughs> Just going. I Just like Dollish. Dollish, and he likes Dollish. And put it on loop. Yeah. I make like a Dollish rap. That'd be cool. Uh, but wait, we're going to do our, our call-in show first, right? That's coming up here soon. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. we have so much stuff coming. We have another call-in show. We're going to have an impersonations contest. We're going to have the game show again. Um, and we also are going to do another commentary soon. Yes, yes commentary on uh, the Philosopher's Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, that one for yeah. because we can't wait to hear their squeaky voices. You know, I think we should do, in honor of having two different names for the same book and movie, <laughs> We should release two different versions of it. <laughs> we we talk no. the whole one in our British accents. Oh, jolly good idea! No, right. <laughs> no, you guys can do that. Have fun. Yeah, I'm so sweating. No, what we just have to do is take the first one and replace your hands are and replace every scared. every sorcerers or philosophers with us saying the other thing all at once. Philosophers, yes. <laughs> you know. philosophers, because that's what they do in the movie. If you notice, every time they say it, it's at a place that was easy sliceable, easily sliceable, and they just stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Philosophers. Philosophers. Oh Where is Dumbledore? Oh, you know, he'd had an urgent owl from the philosophers over there. And where the hell did he go anyway? To the ministry. Yeah, it's like, it's about the end of the school year. I have a really important thing to protect of my school. I'm going to go on a broom ride over there to the ministry of Kerplakistan. Ker- check out no. the... Ker what? Kerplakistan? Wherever the hell he went. London. No more important, I'm sure. London. No, Kerplakistan is where, you know. And I'm really, I'm really to assume that Dumbledore took a broom to London. No, I'm sure he aporated. I don't think yeah, he ever I mean, took a broom, did he? I remember a broom. Oh, he I said he was in the air. I don't remember the book, but I remember him air. riding a broom. Yeah, maybe. He said he was in the air. That's surprising. That's gonna, that's gonna get me thinking again about those little zones of apparition again. So I don't know. Maybe I should work on reading the book and then doing the commentary. You Just, know, we have our book reading groups going on in the lounge, and, and they're doing Hey, that. you know what? We've got to read these books again because we're thinking about doing this big trivia challenge with the kids at, at Lumos. Nice. Oh, 
Uh-oh. And they're doing their chapter-by-chapter chapter stuff now, and they're going to know the book yeah. so well by Lumos. Yes. They're not going to get... Uh, what? That's how many study. weeks away is Lumos? Yeah. Only like 120 days away. Yeah. So that's, you know, roughly, um, you know, a dozen or so muggle cats left. So they're not going to get too far. They're going to be somewhere in the middle of, cha- of book two. That's true. But I think we should do a leaky shows, team. So both of us. A leaky team versus yeah. MuggleNet team versus Lumos team. Oh, the Lumos team is going to uh, win. No way. Well, They're they get hundred questions, and we get lifelines. Yeah. <laughs> we but get lifelines. No, no, no. But see, if we're part of Leaky, then I think we should have had the flu team. And oh, we have for our, sure. Our ringer, Steve. and are not going to be there. And Val and Lisa. Lisa. Um, we'd, we'd smoke them then. Dude, yeah. yeah. If Steve was there, he'd, we'd, we'd totally we'd, we'd co-opt him. Yeah. He's on our side. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Steve, Steve could be blindfolded. <laughs> Just as a handicap. Blindfolded. I don't know what you know it would what he... do, but... So he can't Nothing, see the Harry Potter charades that are going on? Yes. <laughs> yeah, little sign language, little clues out in the crowd. Our he wouldn't see all the dirty the looks from the MuggleNet fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have an encyclopedia. They do. Yeah, have you read that, though? They need that thing. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, be nice. Moving on. The part where we have drums is the part where we wrap it up. And we are stupid, so... Yeah. Talk about nothing important. Talk about <laughs> stuff that just increases your download time. Um, well, let's see. Um, um, one thing, the calendar is going to be reading soon that we're going to be in March, right? And then you know what's coming next. No, we're almost in April. Almost in April, lady. It's, um, I can't wait for the weather that's down here to reach New York. Yeah, me too. In Ohio and mm. Michigan. I can't wait to not be able to go outside and go and breathe and... See, like my smoke in front of my face. You live in Miami <laughs> all but five days of the year or something. I know. Well, it's, you're complaining about being in the cold for a week. It's chilly. It makes me chilly. I don't have coats. Did you bring a coat with you? But speaking of temperature, I, I was doing a little bit of thinking, and if I'm supposed to be taking a hike anywhere in, in, in Slytherin robes in Vegas, Yes, you are. Aren't, there, aren't those things like made of velvet or some other ungodly heavy wool. material? Wool, which is you know heavy stuff from little sheep. Well, what size? How? What do alavans make their their robes in? What material is that? I don't know. Because those heavy. I've been looking around. I think those are about the nicest robes I think you can get for. Alavans has some nice stuff. I've, I, yeah. I don't own robes. Um, I don't have any robes, but they look Neither nice. Do I. I don't know. I think some of those are the ones that are lined, though, with, like, this, uh... They are. They, they, they look like the movie. They have, like, the right color lining. They don't have Hufflepuffs, so... Yeah. Yes, they, they do. They don't. They only have Gryffindor and Slytherin. They don't? I've, I'm sure I've seen people in Hufflepuff I was just on their page. So. Oh. Well, Alavance, get with it. Get the lead out. Come on. I'm sure they would do a special one for you, so... Okay. Hufflepuffs, you know, they should have all four houses. Let's be fair. Yeah. There's four houses in Hogwarts. Four, not two. I know. Well, usually they they try to make things that would sell, though. So, if they well, Ravenclaws will buy things too. You know, I mean that's a slam on the smart people. So come on. Yeah, but I'm not sure Hufflepuffs know how to use the internet very well. Oh, please. <laughs> Thank you. That this dog me who works on Leaky. Thank very little. No. <laughs> Good comeback, Sue. No one's dogging you, Sue. <laughs> To you, Suba. So just we really wanted to detail (laughs) how well things work behind the scenes on the HTML end of Wiki. So John might not be proof wrong. 
<laughs> Everybody but is you know what, backwards though, compatible with all forms of internet scripting. Our brilliant iPad, our brilliant programmer, Mr. Polden, is is a Ravenclaw. So you just snobbed him too. Is he a Ravenclaw? I didn't say anything about the Ravenclaws. He's got to be a Ravenclaw. He figures oh, things out like is. nobody's business. Yep. Yeah, so all that news just comes up there magically. Just not a couple puff that posted. Just by by a fluke, it comes up there. That's right. Uh-huh. Every day. Oh. I'm looking out the window. Oh, God, guys. It's so, I'm going to go to the pool. You're going to the pool? Forget I my meetings. I'm, I'm going go to the pool. Make a sandwich. Yeah. Bye. Do, Sue? Bye, everyone. I'm I want to hear what do. Sue's going to oh. do. Sue, what are you going to do? Oh. Actually, I'm going to go do my yoga because I'm trying really hard to be in Sue's going to do some yogurt. Okay. Do yogurt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, have fun with the yoga. Do the tree position. I like that one. Try the dead Cedric position. Oh, you know! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna be like a badger and hiss at you. Now on. Do badgers hiss? I don't know. What do they do? They whack them with their tail. I don't know. Badgers don't do anything. It's very different of you. I don't think they bark, so I don't know what they do. I think they do bark, actually. Well, I'm gonna make a tree fall on your house. I think when we get the Lumos, we need to bark at everybody and tell everybody you're a badger. You know, let's move this on because I'm gonna be start being mean, and I don't want to be mean because Hubble you're getting her out of her Zen mode. She's about to do I'm yoga. I'm so trying to I'm get her out of. I'm get tuning her you out. It's no not more slithering. All right, oh, let's leave John to no his devices. Just go. You're wasting time. I have to go have a very okay. important meeting with the sun. Oh yes, late oh. for a tan date. There you go. I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, cool. Oh my. Oh, and about time too. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> Goodbye. Farewell. But, um, before we go, I just have to say... Regardless of the wrap-up, that was probably one of the best thirty-twos we've ever done for the podcast. I really thought you were going to forget. You That's think why I, I didn't ever say forget anything. That? You came really darn close. You oh. can't tell me you didn't get forty minutes into a thing without thinking. You didn't wait this long specifically because you thought I'd say it. Before I was just that. making sure that nobody was going to jump out of the corner and try to one-up me again, like Jamie or you or anybody mm-hmm. else is going to mm-hmm. pop in there, mm-hmm. take away my funny. Bye. Bye. Oh. Now we're getting fired. <laughs> I'm hanging up. Right now. We've missed it. Just go. You're wasting time. There it is. I love Jamie's. I confess myself disappointed. That was good. <laughs> That's my it's favorite part. I listen to it over and over. It's so funny. He's such a good sport. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's go.